This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back, everyone, to Talking It Out with Bachelor Nation. Today, we have an extremely exciting show. We have Becca and Thomas fresh off the beaches of paradise in their first exclusive interview we get to hear all about their love story and how it played out. I'm really excited. What about you, Mike? Yo, I cannot wait to talk to this lovely couple right here. But before we get to interview them, you know how we do. We got to get to our hot takes. So I want Mike to start this one off. Mike, what do you got for us, bro? Bro, before we get into the hot takes, I can't even look at you straight. Your, your chest muscles just popping in this shirt. Like, who made this shirt? Bro, bro? I've worn these types of shirts before. Like, you what's here, like, you is it the angle? Should I should I move the angle? No, the angle is good. The angle is good. The, the angle is good, bro. You, well, you good, I appreciate homie. it, bro. I appreciate it. People got to, you know, you got to uplift your brothers and sisters, right? You got to, so I'm yeah. uplifting you. You're, you're my hype man, bro. So you're you're my hype man. I'm your hype man. You're my hype man. <laughs> I think all the ladies listening needs to get the shirt that Brian has on for their boyfriends and husbands and just anyone in their life. Because shirts, <laughs> it's a well-fitted shirt. I'll say it like that. And it's not even a medium. But <laughs> hey, there's, there's some room in here. There's some room. <laughs> I had to throw it in there. But, bro, my hot take for today is. Social media etiquette when it comes to initial interaction with someone that you may be dating down the line, right? Okay. So let me let me tell you the story. And I love I love our podcast because I just be so honest on here from the single perspective, and you are so honest from the married and in relationship perspective. So for me, this this one young lady, she uh, she likes like thirty of my pictures. So I notice it. I don't know how many, maybe twenty eight. I don't know. Okay. Thirty seven. I don't know. She likes like a, a lot of my pictures. So I go to her profile and I'm like, whoa, hold up. You like you liked what you saw. I like what I saw. Like she's a <laughs> I, I like the bio and I like the aesthetics. I'll say it like that. Right? So wait, so, so I know when you say you like the bio, that means she's she's she, well off. She's got she's got a career. Like she's yeah. she's got things going on besides her looks. It didn't say cash app. Oh, That's there what, you go. There you it go. wasn't the cash app link, right? So, <laughs> so I'm like, man, she, you know, she's a, a occupational nurse, I believe. This was occupational nice, practitioner, nice. I believe. Okay. And she, from me, a ten in the looks as well. So I'm like, I bet I'm a, I'm a slide. And she followed me. She was following me as well. So okay. I slid in the DMs, right? Like, hey, how you doing or whatever? I, I said something nice and respectful. She said something like, oh wow, I never thought you would hit me back. Uh, I appreciate that. Blah blah blah. And then, um, then I'm like, yo, I say something along the lines of, hey, I see you're in. In this state, I'm actually coming out there this weekend. I would love uh, if I can, you know, meet up with you if that's possible, whatever. And she was like, "Hold up, you don't even follow me." And I was like, er, "Excuse me, <laughs> like I didn't know that was a prerequisite. Like I didn't know that I had, like I didn't know I had oh. to follow an individual 
that already wants my attention because they like like a bunch of my photos. And well, I think I assume they wanted my attention because they like it wasn't like one like it was like. It was like multiple the last photos three in a row. Feed. Yeah, the last three months feed or whatever. You kind of, you know. I mean, you know when. Yeah, but you know somebody like, oh, my, you assume. Yeah, they're all about so, you if they're liking all your photos. Yeah, so I assume that. I'm like, oh, my bad. I know I had a, well, I didn't even say my bad because I'll never say that for that situation. I was <laughs> like, yeah, I don't follow nobody like right off the bat. That's, I don't care who, what human being you are. Like, I just don't. You could ask the producers from the show that I was on. I don't be just following everybody right off the bat. Yeah. Before going on TV, I had like 80 people that I followed, and none of them were my friends. They were just like people that I was a financial advisor, so I followed a lot of financial stuff, right? Okay. I could, I could love people and not be following them. I think of following someone as I'm following you for a reason, right? Correct. I don't, you know, I don't follow no baddies that are so wait, baddies. What is your th- what is your thought on why she tried to make that point that you needed to follow her in order for you to actually meet up with her wherever you guys well, are going. Well, bro, it got even, it got even worse. I was like, well, I'm not, I have, I'm not opposed to following you, but I would like to get to know you. You know, a little bit about me. That's why you followed me. Right. Or you like my pictures or whatever. That's why you followed me. And I'm, I was confident in saying that. And I was like, yeah, I would love to, you know, if we go out, it was a great time. I would love to follow you. You have no big deal against that. So she's like, yeah, you're right. And then proceeds to unfollow me. Right. back on the same page so when we go out we can follow each other again like what yeah and i found that to be immature i I just i did i I found it to be so i guess i'm trying to think of why she would like why she would want you to follow is it for clout like is it so she could show her girls like oh mike johnson is following me you know what i'm saying like bro because i'm not like i'm i'm my mama's son but that's about it like i'm not yeah Oh, Mike Johnson. You feel my name is Mike M.F. and Johnson, but I say that under my breath for confidence, not for clout. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm just- a showboat. A, You're not showboating. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working on my car, right? I'm changing the tire, changing the oil myself, get my hands dirty. I'm just a regular guy out here, you know, that, that so happened to be loved by a few people. That's, I don't, my brain- That's it, man. That's I don't it. think of stuff as in clout. I genuinely do not, bro. Like, yeah. I yeah. do not. I, it doesn't come to me that way. And so it may be for clout, but I'm going to give it a benefit of the doubt that it's not. I'm going to say that it was more so she just wanted to be on the same playing field. But why unfollow if you already follow? And it just, it annoyed me. And I'm like, at this point, we we uh, DM'd a few times back and forth, but I was just was like, you know what? That's so immature. is it safe to say we're not meeting up with this girl? No. No. <laughs> no? It's off? Happening. It's completely it's off. off the table? It's off. because like, Oh, man. If she didn't follow, which is perfectly fine also, I don't care if you follow me or not. That's not the issue. The issue is that she felt the need to unfollow when I was like, yeah, I would love to follow you. You know, we get to know each other. What's wrong with that? Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I guess you have your standards when it comes to following people. And she probably thinks, you know, what's the big deal? Like if you obviously, you know, are hitting me up to try to meet up with me, what's what's the problem with following me? The great, great perspective, right? I will add her. Once I, if I would have been able to get to know her, I, gotcha. I've added, I mean, there's women in the past that I've added that I've dated. Yeah. Right. It's not public facing relationships, but I've added them since post show. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. there's, I have nothing against that whatsoever. It's just, I'm not going to add every single person. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Bro, I've lived so many lives. Think about this before the military. Then I was in the air force for eight years around the world. Then I became a, uh, a technician contractor. Then I went to 
financial advisor. Then I went on TV and now I'm a, a certified sex coach. That's five different, completely different buckets of people. Yeah, yeah. I don't even see all them. Yeah. No offense to them. We can get on, we can add each other on LinkedIn. I can show love to your accomplishments. That's about it. That's going to be a, a bomb ass wedding party, though, if you think about it. All those people coming through. <laughs> it actually would be, no lie. <laughs> Everybody getting together and just mingling. That's going to be dope. That's going to be it dope. Would, it would be. But that's, that's my hot take, man. What you got? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, man. So I actually saw a post that I really felt with all my heart, um, you know, because it does discuss marriage, right? So I'm going to read it off to you straight off the uh, post. Uh, so it says, before you get married, dot, dot, dot. Discuss bills, parenting styles, credit, debt, religion, how to deal with family, what beliefs will be instilled in your children, childhood traumas, sexual expectations, partner expectations, financial expectations, family health history, mental health history, bucket lists, dream homes, career and education, political views, and whatever else com comes to mind. Love alone is not enough. Some words on this. What do you have? And honestly, I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, you need is love." I mean, but at the same time, these things that were just mentioned are extremely important. I think can make or break a a relationship. I mean, ladies and gentlemen out there, like, have these tough and sometimes awkward conversations with your partner because I believe you'll come out a stronger couple who's hopefully going to be on the same page when it comes to life's most important topics. And of course, another good reason that you want to know these things is you want to get out of something. If all of a sudden all these deal breakers come up and you know, you were happy, go lucky in the relationship. You in that Chris rock stage, those first six months, maybe you were just meeting their representative. You weren't uh, getting to know the real person. And then all of a sudden down the line, you walk down the aisle with somebody and you know, it turns out you have totally different beliefs because you didn't have those discussions prior to you getting married. So just have those conversations. You want to make sure that all your principles, morals, viewpoints, whatever the case may be, like they actually coincide with the person that you're basically going to spend the rest of your life with or at least plan to. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. That's that's just my take, man. Like sometimes I feel like there's couples out there that don't have these conversations and you know, they end up falling on the sword later on down the line. And it, it's just, it's just like, why didn't we have these conversations sooner? Well, bro, the number one reason for divorce, as you know, isn't infidelity. It's actually financial. Financial. Yep. yep. Right. And so that's what we talked about this before when we had uh, Diane Valentine on our pod. It's a great podcast yep. for those that have listened, go back and check it. I told you I'm going to buy you the game uh, 
Robert Kiyosaki cash flow because my ex and I, we I literally bought it and we played it. So she knows like, yo, Mike is not playing about his finances. You know, like I have goals, some financial goals and some non-financial. I'm going to buy a home for my mother and my grandma. That's, I got to, you know, that's that's up there. You know, I got to, I'm going to retire her before I retire myself. And so these are things that I have to be financially intelligent about, you know? And so one of my homegirls said, and I want your thoughts on this. She was like, uh, you know, they say uh, love is unconditional. She said, no, love is conditional. And I was like, ooh. Mm. I was like, that is a hot That take. is strong. Yeah, I was like, ooh. <laughs> Yo, that was like a, uh, you know, I, t- I take my tequila chilled, right? That was like a hot tequila on a Texas day. It sent those shivers down your spine. Yeah, I was, oh, I was, you know, <laughs> to what you just read, I feel like that's saying almost that love is conditional. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's hard. Love at the end of the day, I feel like marriage, it's a pact. You know what I'm saying? Like you, it's, it's all about, it's a partnership. Exactly. It's all about you're going to end up compromising so much in your relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, one person might be the breadwinner. One person, uh, you know, might focus more on raising the kids. Um, Just so many different aspects of life that you're going to have to, you know, bounce off each other and, and, and help each other out and just, and just be, uh, you know, just be supportive with each other. Right. So I, if one person isn't holding their weight, like I could totally understand why that other person is be like, yeah, I love you, bro, but you're not, you're not providing, like you're, you're dropping the ball. You're not providing anything to this relationship. Like you're not ambitious. I'm, I'm pretty much bringing home all the bacon. I'm taking care of the kids. Like, obviously I'm talking like, let's say a woman is doing all the things and her man is, is some lazy bum laying on the couch. Like, yeah, you could love each other, but at the end of the day, you know, too much of that is going to, allow that love to fade, right? And it's gonna be more like resentment, I feel like. Uh, definitely so. I think that we at times put the two together when actually love is one, marriage is another, right? Yeah. And marriage definitely is conditional. I think that love is not conditional. I think love is conditional. I think being in love with someone is conditional. Mm. I'll say it like that, I'll go a little bit deeper. I think that loving someone is unconditional. But being in love with the individual, oh, no, we got conditions to that, homie. I do think, though, that you can have differences of opinions within what you were saying because you were speaking of, like, political, financial, X, Y, Z. I think that there's nothing wrong with having differences of opinions. I think that where the wrong comes in is where you can't have love as the basis. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, like it isn't to say that, you know, you're going to be with somebody who – agrees with you 100%. That's definitely not what I was trying to imply, but you'll Correct. at least you'll be able to talk about your deal breakers prior to marriage and listen, cut ties if necessary before you take the plunge and walk down that aisle and, you know, really uh, find somebody that is going to, you know, have the the morals and the values and the ethics that coincide with what you what what you're all about. So, you know, I, I mean, those talks are so important. They are. Can't stress just, it enough. I, I had a talk with a young lady that I was uh we were talking, just in a talking phase, and I, she's a, bro, she a, she's a, she a ten, straight up, but we had to cut those ties because we were asking these questions even before dating. She's of the law background, so you know about that, right? There's a lot, know that, a lot you about know, that. You know, you know, it's a, it's a different beast, right? And I love it. And so you will had, never win an argument. 
Let's just say that. You ain't never lied. <laughs> you ain't never lied, right? And so we were, you have never lied. And so we having these conversations and she don't want kids, right? And yeah. I think that was beautiful because we were able to save ourselves two, three, four years. So she told you this like second I, date, first date? What? No, we, we just asked questions. You know, it's, gotcha, okay. And I think that's something that people should know. Like when you, add, when you said all this, right? about, you know, you should know before you get married, discuss bills, parenting styles, credit, debt, religion, X, Y, Z. That's not something that you ask with a checklist, right? You know, as you look at the person. It's something that's more over a few dates, a couple, you know, some time, you know, you ask it naturally. And so when we found out that we had, she was dead set on, I don't want kids. I was dead set on, you know, my number one goal in life is build my future children a treehouse. And so. That's it, that was a wrap. Yeah, that was a wrap. Like we cool homies, but. yeah. Even though it's hard sometimes to like, oh, I want to press that button, you know, but you, you can't because you got to respect each other's values. Yeah, it's like you wanted it, but at the end of the day, like that wasn't something that, like, I, I have a perfect example. Like I have a cousin of mine. She had a baby a couple years ago, but before that she was dating a guy who already had kids and didn't want to have any more kids. And she was actually considering staying with the guy because she loved him so much. But then after they broke up, she had the kid. She's like, like, I would have never forgiven myself if I would have stayed in that relationship. Like, because being a mother is the greatest thing to ever happen to me. Like, I am completely blessed. I'm in love with my son. And like, we would tell her, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you gotta, you gotta get rid of that because if, if, if having kids is important to you, he is not the one straight up. Period. And that's, I think people need to realize, yo, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. But since we did just have Bachelor in Paradise and we got the right. happy couples, I kind of want to hear what Becca and Thomas have already talked about. Yeah, and I, I feel like everything ties in pretty seamlessly seamlessly in terms of the tough conversations, you know, before you get engaged or you get married or whatnot. And I'm sure they had a lot of those on the beach. So I'd love to know, uh, you know, what they discussed. Same, man. Let's bring them in. Right, let's do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, oh, they got oh, the they drink glasses. They, they, they got drinking. the flutes. They over here drinking already. What's up? Brian, your muscles are looking big. Holy smokes. <laughs> right. I, I'm, I'm never wearing these shirts again yeah, on the pod. Never take them off. No, they're too, they're too distracting. They're too distracting. <laughs> only wear those shirts, bro. Like, everyone has compliments. Shirts. I think it's the angle of the camera. I don't know. It's making me we look, know uh, you've been putting in work, Brian. There's no need to be modest. That is true. Is that is true. Place. I'm trying. Yeah. Can everyone take a look right quick at what is Brian's little name on Zoom? Dr. 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 Abs. <laughs> we need right. to add some Dr. Shoulders, some Dr. Traps, and some Dr. Upper Chest to this as well. Uh, you are looking fit, my friend. <laughs> I appreciate that, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Enough about me. Welcome to the happy couple. What is up, you guys? I feel like Thomas is more excited to see you two than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, we already had Thomas on. We got to know him pretty well. And uh, we're just happy for you guys. Just happy really to are. see you both on the screen. This is our first interview together as a couple. 
It is. Exclusive. This, this is also one of the first times we were ever on screen as a couple, so it's even more yeah, exciting. Oh, wow. This is actually our first conversation we've ever had since our one-on-one -on -one date. Yeah. So. Wow. No, and I see, I see you guys. I see you guys on story having picnics, and you know, you guys are all the romance is going. I love to see that. I love to see that. Becca, you're doing something right because last time Thomas was here, your energy was great. I loved you after that, but now like your energy is on ten, man. Yeah. But he was he was giddy as hell. Yeah, smiling this entire time so far. Our, I'm just cheeks, like, yeah. our cheeks are gonna hurt. We have to rub them out after this. You were pretty giddy as hell when we saw you last. We were like, something's going on. This boy's in love. Yeah, he said, <laughs> Brian, remember or Thomas, you remember we were like, you know, asking you about what what about paradise is taking place, and you were like, Well, I couldn't, you know, you couldn't share too much basically, but you were just you just said that you're very, very happy. And now we see why. So I'm happy for your love, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> oh, God, I'm like a little schoolgirl over yeah, here. I'd say that we ended, you asked, like, how's life? And I said, I wouldn't want to wake up next to anybody else. And now I can say that without oh a doubt. Oh, my God. And it, it, it's, it, it's Becca. Oh, that's, I thought it was your that's, 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 <laughs> no, no. that's it. We should just end the interview on that. I mean, that's that's a point blank period. That's high note, right? That's All right. Good. Life is good. So, Becca. Yes. first ever former lead to make an appearance in paradise what let, like let's take it back what led you to go down to the mexico beaches for bachelor in paradise uh a lot uh it wasn't on my radar they have asked me for probably a couple weeks and i kept saying no and at first i thought it was a joke and i was like ha 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 that's funny um it, it kind of transpired because two of my best friends who work on the show, who also weren't supposed to be working on the season, ended up getting roped in and they were like, will you just come? It'll be fun. And I'm like, look, if I'm going to go, I'm gonna, I have a lot of demands here. And I basically was like, here's the list of everything. I want minnow <laughs> on the beach, like the most random extreme things. I want daily shrimp tacos, whatever I can get. I'm going to like try to finagle uh, like a pretty decent contract here. And so just, it wasn't just daily shrimp tacos was part of your really good. Yeah, that, that was part of the list. Yes. Taco Tuesday I every asked day. for a trip to back to like Thailand, I think um, that obviously was not accepted, <laughs> but yeah, it was, I think it was probably two days before two or three days before I actually went down there that I signed everything and I was like, okay, I'm actually doing this. So I was like on the fence until the last minute. And um, I went down there and of course, because of COVID, you have to quarantine. So I was in the hotel room quarantining. And then like five days after that, one of the producers came and knocked on the door and he's like, surprise, you're going in tomorrow, get ready. And I was like, shit, this is happening. Um, yeah, it's real now. Yeah. So it took a lot of convincing, but at the end of the day, I had talked to some other people who had done paradise before I talked to some other leads like Ben Higgins, uh, he did Winter Games and he was the first lead to do, you know, a spinoff from from being a lead. And I, I really wanted to make sure it was something that it was smart for me to do and just like a good move. I didn't want to go in and, you know, not have like some sort of idea or concept of what I was getting into because obviously I'd never done Paradise. Um, and they all kind of convinced me. They're like, go for it. Do it if you're in the right headspace, if you're in the right mental space to fully just be open to the full experience, go for it. And I was like, okay, it'll be a fun vacation for a few weeks. And uh, I mean, now look where I am. Who would you say gave you the best advice from former contestants? Uh, probably. 
probably Ben. I would say Ben, ben just because. He was the only one that could kind of relate because obviously yeah. he was a bachelor and then went to do winter games. So he kind of gotcha. knew what to expect, what to prep for. Obviously on, on his time on winter games, he didn't go for very long and it was, I think, yeah. a really rough go for him. And yeah. he he admitted, he's like, I wasn't in the right headspace to be there. I wasn't fully over like the past relationship and just being back in that space brought up a lot of old emotions and memories from his time as the lead. And so he's like, if you truly think you're ready to date in a public way again and can get through it and have a support system and some of your friends down there, he's like, I say do it. And um, everyone that I've talked to that has either worked on Paradise or that has done Paradise has said that it's the most fun that they ever have on any season. And so that's what I was hoping for. And they weren't wrong. I will say it's out of everything I filmed, Paradise was the most fun worthwhile time I've ever had on even as my time as the bachelorette, I would say. Oh wow, that's amazing. Saying something. Thomas, did you did you were you hoping for Becca to be there? I didn't know anything or who <laughs> Becca was. It was he it had was, no idea about anything going down there. It, it was it was it was a funny thing. Like the night that she came down, everyone's freaking out. She's like this person, I'm like, cool. Okay. We have, we have <laughs> Brian, you see that smile? He's like Cool. <laughs> it was like that hard eye emoji just yeah, went off when she stepped on the beach. Up. Cool. I hope she comes. <laughs> the crazy thing, it wasn't even like one of those crazy love at first sight things, which is, I think. Oh, uh, do you want to tell them what you said to me the first time we that, That's up for debate. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to spill it. Let's it go. Well, well, we Let's have two different it. sides of the story on this one. So <laughs> the, the first night when Becca comes down, like. I wasn't really interested. And there was multiple times like the producers were like, do you want to go talk to her? I'm like, no, I'm good. You want to go talk? No, I'm good. And then finally, Becca came to talk to me. And, um, <laughs> and she's like, do you want to go, go to well. the day bed over there? And I was like, let's just stay here. And then in the middle of everybody, we just have like this awkward conversation around a log. And this is where... We're going to hear so, a couple discrepancies <laughs> in what happened next. Okay, so. I kind of shut her down. My side of the story is, because I walked in, I came in at like two or three in the morning. Like they had already gone through most of the cocktail party. He obviously at that point, unbeknownst to me, was in a relationship love triangle with Aaron and Tammy. And so there was already a lot that went down that I walked into. And it was just a really weird, tense evening. I think everyone was kind of on edge, but basically... They were like, okay, you have to go straight into the rose ceremony. So talk to as many men as possible. And so I, I talked to a, a handful of them and they'd be like, okay, next up, you're going to talk to Carl and then you're going to talk to James and then you're going to talk to Thomas. And so when it was my turn to go pull Thomas, I grab him and I'm, and, and I obviously have no idea who these guys are. So they're like, okay, Thomas is the tall guy. He's wearing stripes at the bar. Go grab him. And you're going to go sit on the far day bed. I was like, cool, got it. So I'm like walking over all smooth, you know, ready to talk to my next, all smooth. my next target. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he starts walking with me and then he stops and he's like, I can't go over there. I can't talk to you. And I was like, what the hell? Why? And he thought it was Tammy sitting on the bed where we were supposed to go talk. So he's like, I already... I'm in the middle of drama. I'm not going to go have this conversation with this new girl who just came down when I'm now in this new relationship with Tammy. So he refused to walk any further. So we're standing in the middle of the beach with everyone around us. 
and <laughs> awkward. And and all the producers are yelling like, "Go walk over there! Go walk over there!" And he's not budging. And so we stand your ground. <laughs> yeah, which I will say. So I respected him for that. It was very awkward. So we talked for maybe five minutes. And at the end of the conversation, he said something along the lines of, asterisk, don't... Asterisk on this one. Don't even... You know you said this. <laughs> it, it, it's the context of which it was said. He called me... He called me a declined credit card. Is basically what, what he said What does that even mean? I don't even know what that means, really, in this context. So that's why I'm like, I don't really know if this has full validity. A declined credit... Bro, what were you thinking? They yeah, have there's... it on video footage somewhere in the bank. Ah, we can it's snowballed. It it's snowballed go to, and let's something go to the came vault. out of my mouth. He was, like, trying to flirt and be kind of smooth and funny, and, and it just came out It wrong. didn't work. However, I will say uh, a, a huge blessing came out of all that because at that point, like, I shot myself in the foot six times. And then it was just, none of us had our guard up. Like, we weren't expecting anything out of each other because he'll be the first person to say, like, I was dead in the water on night one in her eyes. Oh, yeah. And from that point, like, <laughs> we were able just to have such a relaxed, just like, whoa, I'm seeing this person for who they really are because there's not really a front. There's not really these other things. And it was something where right when I had that opportunity, I realized, like, I made a mistake and I should have went to that day bed the night before. And I wanted to continue to pursue that and have conversations. And, and, and now we're here. I talked so much shit about him in my interviews that first night. Oh my gosh. Well, speaking of that, when you first met, Becca, did you know about anything that had gone down on The Bachelorette and, you know, his unfair, you know, bad reputation that he got from that show? So when I first met him, I had only seen, I think, the first two episodes of Katie's season. It was before things got really bad for him. Okay. Um, so I knew of him, uh, but he he was fine at that point. It was kind of like this weird mind F, if you will, because <laughs> I was getting to know him for him on that beach and seeing how he interacted with everyone and seeing how everyone got along really well. And then when I would watch the show, I'd be like, this isn't what I'm seeing. What's going on yeah. here? It was really, it was like this weird warp in my mind. But yeah, at first I had no <laughs> idea that he was vilified. But at first, yeah, it wasn't anything. I didn't know what kind of edit he was getting initially. Well, Becca, there's, there's a lesson in that you're speaking to right now, which is, you know, judge a book when they're in front of you, right? Don't judge a book by from what you see on TV. Like we all have these, you know, the, the fans of Bachelor Nation Online that may talk crap about us or adore us. But really, once you get to meet that person, that's when you can you know, judge them for face value. Being, you know, being the single guy here, people always be judging me for from what they think they know about me, whether good or bad. But I love how you just I can imagine it being a, a mind F, you know, seeing Thomas on Katie season. But then like this dude is pretty cool. So I just appreciate you for I don't know how you did it, but like just because when we had Thomas on, I came at him hard. He'll tell you like I was coming at him hard just because I wanted people to get to understand Thomas. And I love him for it. I think he has a Kobe Bryant mentality. I didn't hear you before. You Hashtag said. justice for Thomas. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the best redemption story. Well, and that's the thing too is, and it was something I was able to go through as the lead to meeting 25, 30 guys is obviously no one had their phones at that point. So I really had to get to know the guys for who they were. But that was the beauty of not having phones, not having the internet, or even being able to read articles about anyone because 
I got to know those guys on my season for who they were. And it, and the, and I tried to apply that same principle to when I was down on that beach. Like, obviously, I knew some of the guys coming in because I had seen previous seasons. Um, but we all know the show. There's only so much that they show. And there's yeah. 99% of a person that the world will never even see or get to know. And so that's where I just feel grateful to be able to have seen that in him very early on. And now I can still explore that. Well, I would say... That Thomas, you have absolutely no game. Saying Becca has, what did you say? A declined credit card. Declined credit card. Who says that? Mike, here, here's the biggest misconception. I have never once claimed to have game or be smooth or be any of these no. things. That's just like I am the most awkward, just like Bro. not really knowing what to say type person like there is. Bro, that's in and of itself being, that's all you need to do is be yourself. And so obviously you have game because it worked out. You got the beautiful Becca. It definitely worked out. So, so Thomas, you had the, you had this terrible edit on, uh, you know, your season with Katie. I mean, talk to me. How do you feel about the now coming off the Bachelorette? I mean, it's Bachelor in Paradise. Well, all of it, it's, it's worth it wholeheartedly. Um, as unfortunate as it was at times, and as much as a, of a mind F it is for you guys, I can guarantee you it was a much bigger <laughs> mind F for myself. But and coming facts. out of that and then seeing where we are now, I would do that a thousand times over and over again if it meant that we got to this moment where we're sitting next to each other and we're able to live our lives together. I mean, we're going to tacos after this. And at the, at the uh, end of the day, sorry, like, shrimp tacos, just the ability to find somebody like who you can share your life with. I would I would do things far worse than what happened on KDC's and everything oh, after like that what? to be there. <laughs> you're you're, you're trying ahead, to incriminate me. You're trying to put her on the spot. Putting you on the spot. <laughs> Becca is a host. She she knows what she's well, doing. Look, so look, 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 and what? <laughs> yeah, what? So so Thomas, um, you know, besides you know, thinking she was a decline credit card initially. That's you know, once <laughs> once you, you once it, you got to know her better, you know, what did you guys connect on? Because we were talking in hot takes about you know all the tough conversations that people should have. You know, whether it's leaving the beach together, getting married, getting engaged, whatever the case may be, you want to have those tough conversations, uh, you know, to really see if you are a true match. So how did you what did you guys connect on after the fact, you know, once you met? So after the fact, the person we connect on the beach, talking about those hard conversations, we were trying to make like impromptu games to just entertain us. And in Minnesota, they call cornhole bags and bags, everywhere okay. else in the world. Like it, it, it's cornhole. <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna lie. It's called cornhole, but ba bags make sense. It's bags. I mean, bags can make sense, but the name's cornhole. Like it's the same as that. So, our first actual real interaction, we're trying to play games around, and we're actually on the same side going against each other. And she calls it bags. It's not even no, bags. Our it's, first it's bags. Was the Minnesota well, accent. I'm, I'm talking about when we had like our first conflict, where we had to like have two sides of a conversation. Oh, over bags. Over bags, and it was, <laughs> it was, it was something like that. Was the first time. We were able to look at our differences, have dialogues about them, and like grow from there. And then fast forward, there, there's context, as I swear. There, it's the night of my birthday, and we were sitting on just a big pillow, big pillow for about like four hours, just talking about everything. And we saw that although there's a lot of things that were not 100% like in common, we're both in common on having open conversations and respecting each other's viewpoints and. If there is something that we differ, we're able to talk about it. If there's something that needs to be addressed, we're able to handle it and we're able to get to just the root basis of whatever the 
conversations, whether it's bags versus cornhole or how we see our future selves, how we see a future family, how we were brought up, what we want to change in this world. Like it was, it was awesome. I love that. What we want to change in this world. Yeah. We had a lot of, obviously none of our conversations were ever aired, but we had many, many conversations just about everything important. Because at the end of this, I was like, if I'm actually like looking to date somebody outside of this, I learned my lesson the first time around. I want to make sure we align on so many aspects of life and things that are important to me. So we talked about politics and like how we would raise kids and career aspirations and debt and savings and all these things that obviously will never be shown on TV because they're really boring. But that's the real stuff. But it is the real stuff. And that's where, you know, that's the foundation to a relationship. And I wanted to make sure with whoever I would have been dating, whether it was Thomas or anyone else. Thomas or who? I don't think there would have been anyone else. <laughs> to be honest. Thomas, I, I got your back. Damn. Home, Tom, but... Thomas, I got your back. Becca, Thomas you or who? That? I got your back, bro. I got what? your back. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no, but like whoever I would have been talking to in a romantic capacity, I wanted to make sure we aligned this time around. Um, and so I Fair. went in knowing that, you know, if I was ever going to do this again, what kind of questions I would want to ask before things got serious. So, and we luckily, I think because we were so, I would say, quote unquote, boring, like we weren't a dramatic couple at all. We were allowed time away and alone from the cameras to just have those conversations. And like you said, to lay on a pillow for four hours and talk about our past breakups and where we went wrong and what we want in future relationships and all of that, which I think it helped us more so than any, you know, than you have time on The Bachelor or Bachelor. I did allowed us time in that setting to really get to know each other. Becca, I admire you because you've dated within Bachelor Nation publicly before, and I've never done that, but I'm scared to do it. Not even, and I haven't even done it once, particularly with someone that's also known and on TV uh, because people are in your business and they just say things. You know how it goes more than I would know. So what about Thomas calms your heart? to even be public facing again with a relationship? I love that question. Oh my gosh. Okay. Side note, my mom is going to listen to this and love you for that question. Mike. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I appreciate you. Yeah. Dating. And that was something uh, that I was very vocal about on my time in paradise and in my interviews with the producers is I was, and even coming down in general, I was so scared to have any sort of public relationship again, that was, I would say, one of my biggest fears, just because it's one thing to be in a public relationship, but then I went through a public breakup. And that's the part yeah. that really scared me that I never want to go through again. And so it was just this internal battle. And I was like, I got to the point and it was more so like around, I would say, when we broke up, when Thomas is like, I don't want you to have any what ifs. Obviously, mm -hmm. I ended things that day on the beach and walked away with so many what ifs. Um, but then I think what really did it is seeing him in the real world, because right when we got back from the beach, we got together and we spent time together down in San Diego. And obviously at that point it was very private because we couldn't be out in the open and in public, but just to see him for who he is in his daily life, in his own space, with his family, with his dogs, with work, everything, um, I would say just him in general, like he just has a calming presence for me. And like, I fell for him really fast outside of paradise. Like I was, I mean, cause we obviously say we tell each other, we love each other. And 
we maybe held it in for like a week or two and it was just bursting out of me. But I think it's because of just who he is. Like I just, he's so supportive. Um, He's so just funny and quirky in the cutest ways. Like everything about him, I just felt safe with. Like I haven't felt in the past. And I was like, this guy is my guy. And, you know, I can't let my fear of, because now we're well known together in this setting because of the show, like ruin what we have. And so I just had to focus on that and be like, if I'm going to be all in, I'm going to be all in with him. Uh, and I just have to be open to that. And I, I can't fight it. You know, obviously like we can't change the past. We went on a TV show, people watch it, people like the show. And so I just had to be like, I'm going to lean on him when times are hard and vice versa. And we're going to get through it together. But yeah, I don't know that. I don't even know if that answered your question. No, Becca, that was beautiful. I'm a, I'm a, my takeaway from that was you felt safe, right? Those are your key words from that. And then while you were talking, I could tell Thomas is so in love with you and so corny. I love it, Thomas. He didn't look at the screen that one time. He looked at you the whole. He was like this, <laughs> like the whole time. He said, "We're just looking dead at you the whole time." I love it. That's love right there. <laughs> Becca, Becca, you mentioned on the show, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but you said that no man had ever fought for you the way Thomas did. Is that correct? Yeah. Can you, right on that. can you reflect on that for the audience on how important something like that is to a woman? And, you know, pretty much the fact that you had never experienced that in past relationships, which is very telling. I mean, talk about your man right there. Yeah. And, and I would say, I mean, it's, I was talking about my most two recent relationships, obviously, which okay, were both okay. because of the show. It's, you know, yeah. for anyone listening, news, newsflash, I, I got engaged <laughs> twice. Breaking news. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like the world saw how my relationship with Ari unfolded and how that ended, um, which was really tough. But there was, it, there wasn't much dialogue there other than him ending things on TV and that was kind of it. Um, and then in my past relationship with Garrett, obviously that was the breakup was a lot more private, but I never felt like those two men who, you know, we had promised our lives to each other at one point and we, you know, I had the ring, um, we were committed for a short amount of time, but they, I never felt like they were all in like ready to fight. And for both of those breakups, it was just kind of like, you know, there wasn't much dialogue or like passion. It was more so it just ended in the ways that it did. And with him, you know, even though we didn't know each other for very long, um, but we still, I think, had so much feeling with one another that when he was like, have faith in us, fight for us, like leave here with me, don't have the what ifs. Hearing him say those things was so important because I had never had that. And I was like, and I, I was kind of taken aback in that moment because I was like, oh my gosh, he's actually serious. You know, like he, we never really got into the nitty gritty of like, what are we on the beach? Like how serious it actually was until that last day. And so it was in those moments where I saw how committed he actually was to being in this relationship and wanting to truly fight for it, where it was a new experience for me. And I was like, that's really special. And if he's willing to do that, then I'm willing to do that too. Obviously, you know, we came back and had to explore that on our own away from the cameras. But in that moment, I think that was game changing for me because I have really never had somebody fight, I would say like tooth and nail to want to keep a relationship with me. 
I, I love that for you, Thomas. You just put it out there completely. I want to, Thomas. I want to ask you because when we, I've had people that I've spoken to that were on y'all season of the Paradise offline, they said that I got them to break down honestly that they weren't as confident as they should be, right? And Thomas, you have the freaking Bachelorette, right? She, you know, she's not that to you per se, but to Bachelor Nation looking, she's the Bachelorette still, right? And so, can you speak to? Like the con, like we talk, it's just the boys talking. Think of Becca not here, right? It's just the homies talking, right? <laughs> I think that I think that sexes can smell confidence on an individual, right? We find that attractive, both men and women, whatever your gender is. Can you speak to w- your ability to just even talk to Becca, approach her, but then also be so vulnerable and fight for her? So, great question. Um, one of the the biggest challenges that one of the biggest challenges and blessings that I've learned being close to Becca so far is the fact that she is viewed as that. Um, I can't imagine what it's like, and we've talked about this as well, for all of these subsequent years just to be viewed as this one portion of her identity. Yeah, and just one, like you said. One of the most beautiful things that I first saw about Becca, and which I continue to see every day and continue to learn and experience is she don't make out with her right now in front of us <laughs> Stop. i can't promise that but she she Dude, is wait, don't listen to mike she is so much more than just someone who held a singular title for three months of her life yeah. and to me that's the person who i'm excited to wake up next to that was the person i was excited to know that's the person who is going to be here forever versus some fleeting title that was once held. And Becca as the bachelorette, as, as whatever she did, it just pales in comparison to what I know Becca as Becca can do and what Becca, who Becca is, is. And that alone is the thing that I fight for and the person that I want to be with. And it's something like, I don't give a shit about anything else. Like, I don't care about Anything that she's done in the past, like through what got her to that point, it's who she was in that moment and seeing in her who she can be. And I think one of the most beautiful things in life is when you're able to see something in someone before they even see it themselves. And when I'm with that, say it for the people in the back. I see that so much. This is like a Hallmark card, bro. It was something like even even on the beach, there was times where her guards were way up, and I mean, I can't imagine what it was like to be in that situation, going back into paradise after all that. And then there was just those trace moments where you just like see a crack through that wall, or there's that little spot in the armor you can actually see just her actual self behind it. And that's the person I fell in love with. And that's the person who continues just to surprise me on a day-to-day basis. It's, it's, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm blessed and I'm grateful for it. You're smitten is what you are. Go ahead. Do your thing. The people want to see it. Give each other like a little pop kiss or something. I don't know. They already have a pizza. There you go. There you go. <laughs> guys. Okay. That's enough guys. Um, <laughs> so, so, talking about the ending, I was a little confused. You know, it was a it was a very uh, tough breakup, right? Thomas, you were moved to tears. Like, can you tell us what happened there? Beck, I, I remember you saying, again, I'm paraphrasing, correct me if I'm wrong. You said you needed more from Thomas at that moment, right? You know, what is it exactly that you were looking for for him to step up with? And obviously, clearly, 
he showed you that after the fact when you got off the beach. But what was it in that moment that you were looking for? I think it was just like more emotion. Obviously, we got it in that last day. But when you're on the show and especially in this setting, again, like we had no drama. There was really no adversity against us. We had a great time together. And I would say it was smooth sailing for those weeks that we spent on the beach together, which was incredible to start a relationship. But for me, again, to leave a third time with somebody, I really had to know who I would be leaving with. And for him, I was like, I see this positive, fun-loving, supportive, great guy. But to make a relationship, there's going to be hard times. And I, I wanted to see how he would get through adversity or handle any hiccup in the road. And I didn't get to see that on my time really in paradise. There was one night where we had, where we kind of like hit, you know, it was like chipping away at an iceberg where we, we had some sort of argument over something stupid. But like, for me, I want more because that's what a relationship is going to be. It's going to be the ups and the downs and the good and the bad. And so that last day, I was just, and everything happened so fast. Like we didn't know it was going to be ending that day. We didn't know Dean and Kaylin were going to say, hi, either go to the fantasy suites or you, you know, break up. And so I was just struggling of like, I like this guy. I could see something, but I can't 110% commit and leave here for a third time with a man. If I don't fully know who he was, because I did that in the past and my other two relationships that we saw unfold, I felt like I saw one version of someone and then you know, in the real world outside of the show, I saw their true colors. And so that's where I kind of panicked and that's where I ended things. Luckily, he allowed me to still talk to him after that and explore what, you know, what we could be just to see if, if we accepted our true colors and like if they were able to come out and if it was somebody that we wanted to be with. But yeah, in that moment, that's kind of what I meant is like, I needed more emotion from him than just the happy go lucky positive man um and and he when he did kind of break down I mean yeah it was hard and I know people definitely felt for him because no one wants to see it I would say anyone cry on the show it's it's embarrassing speaking from experience I get it um but it was in those moments where he was actually more vulnerable and kind of caught off guard where I saw more of him and again when he fought for us and said just have faith in us like I want to be with you, be with me. Like, let's fight through this together. That's where I was like, that's what I was looking for. And obviously that moment there you was go. too little, too late. But um, <laughs> that's true strength to, right there, Thomas. I just had to leave it up to faith and hope that if we would be anything, that he would give me the opportunity to explore that outside of the show, which I'm lucky he did. So what was like that conversation right after? Like, you just like rent, went right for it, Thomas. You just called it like, hey, I don't want to waste any time. Let's get together. Let's explore this. Well, was it was it Thomas? Like, who reached out to who first and why after this? Yeah, show? I did. That's what I was okay. thinking. That's what I was thinking, okay. Ryan. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, what what was your what was your train of thought in reaching out to Thomas, Becca? Um, I actually saw that text message. Hey, that, he's hey, like, listen. He's like, I'm gonna put it on. We don't mind <laughs> if you read it on air. We don't mind if you read it on air. Not gonna lie. Oh God! Don't do that. I'm so sweaty right now. I'm getting nervous. Um, I so after we ended things, I think I waited a couple days. I didn't have my phone right away. He didn't have his phone right away. So we gave. Yes. I think I gave it two days. And nope, it was. 
Because I, I, like, I, <laughs> I was waiting for my baggage in the San Diego airport, and I got a text. And, yeah, it was two days later. Well, right when we got our phones back. I well, maybe maybe, maybe like you guys hours. maybe you guys special treat when you got your phone back before the rest of us. But how yeah. tough how tough were those forty eight hours, Thomas? Uh, I was I was I was man I was hurt I was hurt. Wait, you, but it was it was something I'm I left that beach even as tough as a break that was with Faith and what they didn't see is Joe actually went for a very similar circumstance his first time through paradise and we're all up top and I just had this weird feeling in my stomach and I looked at him and I said Joe um what was it like the first time you did this it wrapped up you left single and you reconciled with Kendall because I have a feeling something similar is about to happen to me and when he explained what it was just knowing how I felt about Becca and knowing that I knew she felt it too. Like I had faith that it was going to actually lead to a future conversation. And I was just waiting for the moment and the opportunity just to, just to see her again. And I know when she first texted me, she started off, I know I'm probably the last person you want to hear from right now. And it couldn't be further from the truth. That's the one text I was waiting to hear. That's the one person I wanted to see. That's the one person I wanted to hold. And it's, it's I think what, we needed to get to a point where we are now was for that breakup to happen because it, it showed us that we experienced something and it was taken away from us for, for a moment. And we didn't want that to be something that continued. And it allowed us to really understand just like, oh, this is worth it and let's, let's figure it out. Yeah, I think when I reached out, I mean, on, I, I didn't know how he was going to respond he could have been like f off you just broke up with me on national television bye which i i would have understood it's fair yeah but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i really wanted to do it in a way where you know there was still so much left unsaid so i wanted the opportunity to be able to talk in person face to face not do it through texts and really be able to have that long conversation and give it the respect and the time that it deserved but mainly too is I wanted him to see me in the real world and to love that pick me for me, not because we were on a show. And so I, I think I said something along the lines of like, you know, if you're still willing to have a conversation, I would love to come down and chat with you. And if this is something we want to do, like give it time. I don't want you to think you were forced into being with me because of the show or because of my past or whatever it might be. Like I want to pick each other for who we are. And, and if we decide that we would just want to be friends and if it, we weren't a fit, that's fine. At least we gave it a shot. I could do it a little bit more privately. Um, but yeah, he, he thankfully, and I'm so grateful that he was still so open to having that conversation willing to sit down and talk with me and, Honestly, right away, it was like no time had passed. Like we picked up right where we left off. We chatted till like three or four in the morning some nights and just talked about any and everything. The second I saw him, because I flew back to LA and then drove down to San Diego, I think right away he picked me up and kissed me. And and then we just had unlimited time to explore what this could be. And, and uh, you know. This is the podcast version. Uh, this is the podcast version of The Notebook, bro. Right? Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this. Some right lovey dovey shit right here. I'm not gonna lie. This is 
This is some mushy stuff. This is some mushy stuff. Hey, uh, look, look at they got the wine glasses. Cheers, they cheers to it. They're ready. They're ready. But what you just guys had said, Becca, you showed complete humbleness, humility, and then Thomas, you showed absolute respect. So you know, kudos to both of you guys. But I have to ask you guys one of our last questions, the hardest question yet. Okay, the most important question. Nervous. The build up. <laughs> You know, before I say the question, you know, they say, uh, <laughs> they say like really uh, anticipation. I know, right? They say like some of the best speeches come from when the when the, the speaker comes on stage and just gets quiet, right? And he just looks at the audience. So that's what I'm trying to do via podcast. But seriously, though, do the dogs get along? <laughs> uh, they, oh my gosh, Minnow is obsessed with them. Obsessed. So much so that it's like she lives, this is gonna sound really weird. She lives in Leo's mouth. She loves to make out with him. He, and he's such a big dog that he'll just open up his entire mouth and Minna will just put her face in his mouth and like lick the insides. She's so weird. But. <laughs> so yes, the, the dog. And he never, he never snaps down on Minna. I have video content. I will send you both after this so you can see what yes. I'm talking about. Isn't, yes. Oh, yeah. I will oh, yeah. say when, when we're all like on the bed, we don't realize like how much space the love of three dogs takes up until we're trying to get ready for bed and other things like that. Yeah. But everyone That's wants a- to cuddle together. They're, they're getting along all the time. Mm-hmm. Like our dogs are noticeably sad when they're apart. Yeah. I mean, it's depressed oh, now. Man. Anytime it's just with, she's just with me. It's, we also, I think, kind of adopted a cat too. Yeah. So we have a little cat. Wait, how do you around. kind of I know, like, adopt a cat? I feel like that's how anyone gets a cat. It sort of just shows up one day. You're like, do we have a cat now? You don't, choose, like, like... you don't choose the cat. The cat chooses you. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Just get a litter box. Good to go. Yeah. We. I don't know. The next time we talk to you all, we might have some turtles. We'll probably have a fish. I don't know. Maybe a baby. I mean, we'll find out. Uh, hey, you said it. I mean, do we have a wedding being planned? I don't know, an engagement, I don't know, down the line? What's going on there? Thomas, I think, has set the precedence that he wants me to propose to him one day. Okay. Not true. So just, is- so just how you reached out to him after the show. One, so- once again, we, we are spitting the truth on this one. So I Thomas, that edit that you got on Katie's season? asking about, like, her ring. Wait, it, who? It, to you. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, who else, is, who else are you talking to about this? So it's, it's, it's something we, we've talked about. Um, I mean, I don't want to spend my life with anybody else. Yeah. And, oh, oh, God. Oh, uh, God. Don't cry. I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> I will say I'm going to probably hate myself for actually admitting this to anyone. But I called my mom and I was like, Mom. And I'm not, and even though I was engaged twice in the past, I was like, Mom, I think I want to marry this guy. It's the first time oh, I've wow. ever actually said that out loud. So And on that this. note, I love this. <laughs> I think that's a wrap, Mike. What do you think? I mean, I don't think you could end a show on a better note. Facts. <laughs> I, I'll just say, uh, shout out to Mama Kufrin. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Mama K. She'll love it. Hi, Mom. Yes. Hi, Mama Jill. See you at Thanksgiving. <laughs> See you at Thanksgiving. I love y'all's love, man. Seriously, though. Uh, Thank y'all for being here today. Y'all are amazing. I'm smiling from ear to ear. My cheeks hurt as well. Oh. We, lo- we love love, man. We love love. What can we say? We also <laughs> love that shirt. We got to bring it full circle on this. Is Brian. Okay. Never <laughs> again. Never again. Never again. Brian, as my co-host, you're only wearing this show from now on.
Okay. Only I got a, I got him in his couple different colors, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> He's like, I'm doing it next time. <laughs> you guys have been so fun. Thank you. Oh, Thank you guys amazing. so Thank much for coming on. We love you guys. Good luck and you know all the success in the world moving forward. Thanks. We love Likewise. you too. We'll see you soon, hopefully. Take there care, guys. Have a great one. Bye. Brian, I I hate to, you know, you hate to like compare relationships, but I think when I get in a relationship next, if I don't got the love that they have, I don't want it. <laughs> right? You got you want it to look like that. Yeah, I want that, man. That's that's what I want right there. You're gonna be like staring at your girl like while she's talking. <laughs> Thomas was like goo-goo-eyed when he was looking back at as she was speaking. And it wasn't like looking at her like it just was just so much love in, in his yeah, being. In she, his aura. she wasn't too far behind, man. She was yeah. like rubbing his neck, she like was, you massaging saw that? Yeah, his, yeah. the back of his head. I mean, I they are that. into each other, man. I love to see it. Love I love I love on a serious note when Becca said. She feels safe around yeah. Thomas. No. You know, and, no. and that, that means so many different things. And it's just profound to say that. She said she hasn't felt yeah. that. That to me was just, I didn't even care. I had no more questions after that. I was like, yo, yeah. she set the presidents with that. Like she yeah. she put the nail on the head. Like, you know, when you feel yeah. safe around someone, when you feel safe around someone, whether it be like an actual safety thing or someone just has your back and they're gonna do the best for you, whether you're there or not, that's what you desire in a relationship. And as that who Thomas brings to her and vice versa, I'm just yeah. so happy for their love. No, absolutely. And I also loved when, you know, at the end, she talked about her actually having to step up and talk to him or reach yes. out to him after yes. the show, after she broke yes. up with him. You know, that goes to show you how mature of a woman she is. You know what I mean? Like some women would have been like, well, you know, let me wait till he reaches out. Maybe he doesn't do so. And we're not talking to them today. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. 100%. She knew that, you know, there was potential there on the beach and she reached out to him to explore that further. And the rest is history. The rest is history. You know how mature Becca is? Think about it. Like, she's not here. I'll say it, right? She was on the show a few times. Then she became the bachelorette. Then she goes on to paradise. So therefore, from a title perspective, right, she's had the highest title, but the humbleness in her. But then on top of that, I think that we have a lot of women that, and men as well, but I'm speaking to the women this time, that know that they're bad. They know that they got it going on. They know that their resume is stacked, right? But yeah. for whatever reason, they can't humble themselves to try to reach out. And it's like their pride gets yeah, in the way. Their ego gets it's in the way. E it's an ego thing. That's what it is. Not even pride. It's an ego thing that yeah. some, I'm speaking to women, some women do because they got it going on. They know they got it going on. They're getting hit up in the DMs all the time by XYZ. And we can say that they're mature, but what Becca showed was true maturity because a part of maturity is to be humble. Yeah. And the yeah. way that she handled that entire thing was class personified. I feel like I've yeah. said class personified three times in the last three podcasts, but yeah. we got some amazing guests. And so, you know, kudos, shouts off, uh, hats off to Becca. I love that. And of course, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. You know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories, and your insight. And a few of you guys DM me saying that you guys want Becca and Thompson. So we do listen. So again, we deliver, baby. We deliver. You know, <laughs> like the postman, we deliver. Don't forget to like, comment, follow, message us on social at Talking Out BN. That's Talking Out B as in Bachelor in his nation on IG and Bachelor Nation on Twitter and Bachelor Nation on Facebook. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and listen to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from, baby. Don't DM me no more. See you to subscribe. Love y'all.